0: Hey there, Braves fans. Welcome to another edition of State of the Braves. I'm your host, George McNair. Good to be back with you once again as we have entered the postseason, and unfortunately things have not gone really well uh, to start with for the Braves uh, this time around. Uh, They are not done yet, but the Phillies are up two games to one. Uh, And quite honestly, the Phillies have kind of dominated the series. So far, the Braves have not looked their best on on multiple levels. And so it's going to be interesting to see if the Braves can bounce back uh, they you know, were pretty good at it last year, obviously. They've been pretty good at it this year. Uh, we have seen the Braves reel off three straight against the Mets in must win games. Uh, we need two in a row against the Phillies this time around. The Braves are certainly on the brink. Um, you know they faced two elimination games and you might recall that through all of last postseason, they did not face one elim- elimination game. Uh, The entire time as they kind of rolled through some some great teams. So it's kind of interesting that here we are against the Philadelphia Phillies and uh, facing this kind of thing. You know, it is a shorter five game series, so less time uh, you have to bounce back. Uh, But let's go through this. Let's see, uh, you know, how they've got to this point and kind of see what they have going forward in game four, which will start at two o'clock just a little later today. Uh, so game one, uh, you know, it really started poorly. Disappointing start from Max Fried. Um, as you watch that game, he just was um, around the middle of the plate too much. He got hit pretty hard. Uh, his velocity might have been down a tick or two. And, uh, you know, I, there's there's some thought that maybe he wasn't quite over that sickness that knocked him out of the last game of the regular season. You know, he didn't make any excuses about that. Uh, but he also didn't like fully deny that he was uh, maybe not feeling his best or at full strength. But nonetheless, whether he was feeling good or not, he did not bring it um, probably to the level that he would have liked. And uh, the Phillies, you know, just jumped on the Braves really early. So pretty, pretty big lead uh, within the la- within the first few innings of that game. Uh, and you know, it's always hard when you have to come back from from down. Um, it was two nothing. Then the Braves got a run. It was two one. Then it was four one. Uh, then eventually it was seven to one, and and the Braves, kind of amazingly or remarkably, got it back uh, by the end of the game to seven to six. But unfortunately, that lead had just grown too uh, too large, um, and you know they weren't able to get it done. Uh, you know one one thing uh, that definitely stood out in the first game was Nick Castellanos, who has not had a good year for the Phillies, a very disappointing year actually. Uh, Had a terrific game. He had three hits, uh, including maybe the backbreaker um, when Freed goes out. You have uh, Chavez come in, two out, single uh, from Castellanos to to push it to six to one, I believe, at that point. Philly's got one more run after that, which actually ended up being the winning run. Uh, But then Castellanos also makes a a diving catch uh, in uh, the bottom of the ninth, against William Contreras, that if he had not caught that and got gotten by him, that could have been, uh, you know, potentially the the tying run on second or third base. Uh, So he had some heroics for sure. Castellanos is known as being one of the worst um, defensive outfielders in baseball. And so, you know, things like that give you some pause of like, the Phillies definitely seem to be playing over their heads a little bit um, and certainly taking advantage of a few things that the Braves typically do better. Uh, I think it's it, there is no doubt that the Braves have played below their capabilities in these first three games, especially in Game 1 and Game 3. Their losses, kind of some, you know, you, you give credit to the Phillies, but you also just, knowing this team, uh, you just um, are shaking your head a little bit, uh, especially with the performance of Max Fried in Game 1. Just was not himself. Uh, but yeah, you know, the Braves fall short by one run. You have a big home run. By Matt Olson uh, in the ninth inning that gets them within one run, then Castellanos makes that great diving play on Contreras, and then pretty much game over. So Phillies took Game One seven to six. Move on to Game Two. Obviously, in a shortened series, this is really a must-win for the Braves, and they were able to take it. You know, this was a tough matchup. I mean, they really set themselves up poorly, having to go up against uh, Wheeler, who's who's one of the best pitchers in the National League. And they're able to uh, win that game. Kyle Wright is really the star of the show. Uh, he pitched six shutout innings. Uh, it's just been a, a great uh, story, a great performance uh, year round from Kyle Wright, who uh, isn't always the totally shut down pitcher. Um, you know, to maybe consider him a number one starter, but uh, he was a, he was great in this game, and he's been really reliable all season. Um so you know the Braves are able to get six shutout innings from uh from right. They have this great diving play by Dansby Swanson uh to take it to the bottom of the sixth and then right after that play they're able to to um hold a two out rally uh nobody on. Uh Ronald Acuna gets smoked in the in the elbow. Looks like he might have to come out of the game. Uh he gutted through that. Very surprising he didn't have to come out of the game, honestly, from from that hit by pitch. Densby uh, then has a great at-bat, draws a walk. It's first and second, two outs. And then Matt Olson uh, gets a single, and I'm going to call it a single, uh, through the hole, though Reese Hoskins uh, probably should have caught that ball. Uh, if you've ever watched Reese Hoskins play first, he's, he's definitely not the best first baseman uh, defensively in the league, to say the least. The ball gets through. The Braves score the first run of the game. Austin Riley comes up next. With first and third, uh, he basically has a swinging bunt that goes for a hit, gets that second run in, uh, which was huge. And then uh, Travis Darno comes up next and and has a great at bat too and and hits a single up the middle uh, to get that third run. And that's all the scoring that would happen in this game. The bullpen comes in just as the Braves would like to draw it up with mentor Iglesias and Jansen in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. Uh, They were very good, and they nailed down the win. So game two went as you might hope it would, uh, but the other two games have not. Game three uh, was just a super frustrating game, if you're a Braves fan, to, to watch as pretty much everything uh, that you could imagine could go wrong went wrong. Uh, and, you know, you come into this game feeling really good, but with a little twinge of doubt in your mind because you know Spencer Strider has not pitch for a month, and you just don't know, as great as he's been, you don't exactly know what kind of performance you're going to get from him as Snicker decides to go with uh, with Strider instead of Morton in Game 3. Uh, he looked terrific through the first two innings, um, and then you have the Bryson Stott at bat. Uh, Stott uh, would not go down. He kept fouling uh, fastballs away. He just kept fouling them off, fouling them off, and uh, for some reason, um and you know, the, even the broadcast was talking about this. Smoltz was on the broadcast and mentioned he better not speed up his bat with an all speed pitch. That's exactly what he did. He tried to put him away with a with a um, with a slider. Which look, Spencer Strider's slider is elite. And so, on one level, okay, you don't you don't blame him for going to it. But if you just watch the at bat, um, Stott was not catching up to that fastball, um, and he was really only able to foul fell away the, those fastballs because they were out away from him and you just felt like you know bust him in with another fastball he's probably not getting to it or he's he's breaking his bat and uh, unfortunately they threw that slider down and in um stott was able to get to it doubles down the line this makes it one to nothing which in and of itself doesn't seem like okay it's not that big of a deal but it really just um was the beginning of the end everything uh after uh you know, this this whole inning is terrible. It really just uh, goes downhill quickly. But everything is set up by that uh, failure to get stot. Um, You figure if you get stopped out there, it's two outs, uh, runner on second with Kyle Schwarber up. You pitch to Schwarber, you get out of the inning, you're done. Um, instead, you got one out, you're down one. Uh, the Braves decide to intentionally walk Schwarber. I, I really didn't understand why they did that uh, with Hoskins and then, you um, Harper coming right after him Uh, and then the first pitch to Hoskins after the intentional walk is a three-run homer and you know I this was just so frustrating on multiple levels this fastball uh, was the worst of the day from uh, from Strider it was 94 miles an hour right down the middle and as you guys know Strider sits anywhere from 96 to 99 typically and so don't know what happened on that one uh, but he grooved it, and he grooved it right down the middle. I don't think any other fastball that Strider threw in the game. Uh, I don't think Hoskins catches up to it. Instead, he hits it out. You know the Phillies are going nuts. Hoskins slams down his bat, and as a Brave, Braves fan, you're just sick, right? You're just sick. You don't want to see them ever get up that, you know, that high on on any kind of play like this, and you just feel like game over, even though there's a lot of game to be played. Dylan Lee comes in, uh, allows the first got he sees to get on and then Bryce Harper right after that, boom, it's a two run homer. And Phillies fans again are going nuts. They're feeling great about themselves. You know, the the really frustrating things about game one and game three is how much the Phillies were able to get up on the Braves early. Uh, you know, in at that point you're just climbing, you're you know, you're taken out of the game emotionally. You just have to climb out so much. And this is really what the Braves need to do, right? They need to jump on the on the Phillies early. And and hopefully jump on them big. But we know that when the Braves score first, they are really really hard to beat. Um, but man, when you allow the the other team to get uh, on you know on you this this big this big of a lead, it is just really hard to climb out of that. Uh, so you know after that, uh, not actually uh, well, Phillies scored a few few more times late. Braves only managed one run. Uh, in this game, so their offense didn't show up. You know, maybe it didn't even matter that the Phillies scored uh, as much as they did. Um, you know, that Hoskins home run is basically the game winner. So, nonetheless, you know, just a, a lot of disappointment so far from the Braves. But that being said, they're still only two games, two wins away uh, from getting back to to the NLCS, riding the ship. And um, look, there have been plenty of larger comebacks in postseason history than this. It's just a little bit of, um, uh, you know, something that the Braves aren't used to. They did not have to deal with any kind of uh, elimination game last season. And here they are against the Phillies, uh, who are, you know, a pretty annoying (laughs) rival. uh, And, uh, you know, they're going to have to do it against the Phillies. Um, So the, the pitching matchup is an interesting one. I don't know that it really favors one team or the other in game four, as you have Charlie Morton going against Noah Syndergaard. I think if if history proves out, then the Braves have an advantage. Morton has tremendous postseason experience, and he has a great a great track record in elimination games, if you believe it or not. He is 5-0 and with a 076 ERA a lifetime in elimination games. Now, we know that Morton hasn't been the best version of himself this season, uh, but man, if we ever needed Charlie to step up and, and be on his game in a big way, it is uh, today. So we'll, we'll obviously have to see. It would be great if the Braves could jump on Syndergaard. Uh, this is kind of an interesting start for him. He came in in relief uh, for game one, so maybe he's not quite as fresh. Uh, I don't know how that would affect him because he's not used to coming in into games in relief. So maybe that throws him off a little bit. Uh, but he's probably going to be totally jacked up with this Phillies, these Phillies fans going nuts uh, for him. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I think the biggest key to this entire game, uh, other than Morton giving the Braves a good start, is the Braves jumping on Syndergaard early. Score first. Uh, put the Phillies fans in their seats. Uh, make them sit down. Make them be quiet. Uh, take them out of the game early. Uh, and then put the pedal to the metal. If you know if the Braves come out and dominate game 4 uh and send it back to Atlanta tomorrow for game 5, you you shift uh, a lot of the the momentum back in your favor. You get you get game 5 back in Atlanta. Atlanta fans are going to be going nuts. You have a chance in that game for Max Fried to have a bounce back and you know that he is incredibly motivated to do that. Uh but you got to get there, right? So game 4 is um is the game of the season. I mean, this is where we are. Uh, Braves lose this game. They're done. So um, they have been here before. I think, you know, most of them are going to be incredibly motivated and confident that they're going to win this game. Uh, They're not going to be intimidated by this, but it's definitely something that they are going to have to go out there and and do. And it's one of those, you know, maybe early postseason hurdles that could propel them to a championship. But obviously, it could also go the other way, and it could end their season. So, uh, Braves fans, I'm certainly going to be watching um, and hoping for the best. Uh, the thing that gives me pause is the Phillies just seem to be playing above their heads. And the Braves did that, um, you know, pretty much all postseason last, last year. Just everything went right. You know, you had guys who were bad defenders making great catches. You had you had guys who maybe weren't your top, uh, top stars coming up with huge hits, huge plays. Uh, And the Phillies in the early going are doing that. Um, You know, they're a good team. The reality is they're capable. I think they are a weaker team than the Braves overall. I don't think they're as good of a team, but that doesn't mean they can't win this series. And uh, they have, uh, to their credit, put the Braves on the brink. So... All right, Braves, time to step up. I'm hoping for big games from some guys. I'm very glad that William Contreras is back in um, the the lineup. I was so frustrated that Ozuna was back in the in the lineup yesterday instead of Contreras. Um, he ended up, you know, just having uh, some terrible at bats again. So, you know, anyways, I think I think the lineup um, is good for the Braves to have some success, but they got to go out and do it. Riley has not had a good uh, first few games here. It'd be great if he could get on the board um, and and do some big things. But just, you know, somebody's got to step up, and uh, we're we're certainly pulling for the Braves to do that. All right, guys, well, hoping for a win. um, But regardless, I will be back uh, to break down everything that happens uh, after this series is over. I hope you guys are able to watch it, and I will talk to you soon.